Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Swan and Dolphin bride Candy Lindsay about her Disney wedding at the Swan and Dolphin. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose that venue and the various locations, what the planning was like, and of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Candy. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you decided that you wanted to have your wedding at the Swan and Dolphin. It was a second wedding for both of us. We didn't really want to do a huge wedding, so we started to talk about destinations. I am a huge Disney fan, so I, of course, threw out Disney and then we started to look at the different options, both through Disney fairy tale weddings and other locations in the Orlando area. When I saw the Swan and Dolphin, I liked both where it was located, its proximity to Epcot, and that it was on the boardwalk. The boardwalk has great photography locations. Definitely. And that was one of my big things I wanted beautiful photos. <laughs> Once we found the Swan and Dolphin through Just Mary, we looked at the different locations that they have. There are three different choices. One is the beach location. There is also the Crescent Terrace. And then our location was the West Courtyard. I didn't really want a beach wedding. So that kind of ruled the, the beach location out. And we kind of went back and forth between the Crescent Terrace and the West Courtyard. In the end, we went with the West Courtyard because I just felt like it was more, I guess, intimate. It's a smaller location than the Crescent Terrace. 
it's enclosed, so there's not people really walking by or through. It kind of makes it a more close and personal location. Right. That's a good point. A lot of the wedding locations around Walt Disney World are kind of public, and so that's neat that you were able to find one that was more intimate. It seemed like the perfect choice, and there's a beautiful swan fountain in the courtyard that we just fell in love with that location. How many guests did you invite, and how many made the trip? My dad is one of 14 children, and Eric's dad also comes from a large family. We invited about 50 people, but in the end, including us, there was only 16 people there. That's a good manageable size, though. It was, especially with having to arrange transportation to the reception and then back again for our dessert party. I think it was pretty much the perfect size. If we really would have had 50, it would have been a lot more to manage transportation and getting everyone there and getting everyone back again. Definitely. So I think it ended up being perfect. That's great. So then did you guys add any Disney touches to your ceremony or have any kind of a theme? We did have a theme. We got married on Friday, May 13th. So our theme was Beauty and the Beast meets Haunted Mansion. So we had touches from Beauty and the Beast and from the Haunted Mansion. We, for the reception, had special custom lanterns made where Annie Fry from Practically Perfect Crafts did a custom illustration for all four sides of the lanterns that kind of meshed Beauty and the Beast and Haunted Mansion. I had special wedding shoes painted that were both Beauty and the Beast and Haunted Mansion. Uh, They had the Enchanted Rose and then some spider webs and Till Death Do Us Part and our names and our date on them. Uh, Laura Rifkin did those. And then all of our invitations, our menus, our programs, even our signature book were all custom made with that theme. Wow. So I tried to incorporate the red roses into the floral and then some darker. We had some black hydrangea mixed in to try and give it the kind of elegant spookiness of the Haunted Mansion, but the classiness of Beauty and the Beast. That's neat. Did you make your own floral? For the ceremony floral, everything was handled through just Mary. We used uh, the wrought iron wedding arch, and then we had one big centerpiece on it, and then we had the rose petals down the aisle way. And then for our reception at the House of Blues, I actually used a local Publix, and I just sent them emails of what I was looking for, and then they sent back what they could do, and then I worked everything out through email with the Publix. They delivered to the House of Blues. House of Blues set everything up for me. It was kind of one of the ways I (laughs) cut some costs with using, you know, the Publix florist. That's a great tip, though. Did you like what they did for you? Yes, I felt that they did beautiful work. It was pretty spot on to the picture that I sent them. 
I also had them do just long stem roses. They were black magic, so they're a, a dark, deep red that I put at every place setting. They were absolutely gorgeous flowers. I was not at all disappointed with the work they did or how anything turned out. That's great. And now, how did you guys choose House of Blues for your reception? I looked at the restaurants that are on property at Swan and Dolphin. It would have been more than I wanted to spend for the reception. Um, My goal was to have an Illuminations dessert party after the reception. So I was trying to find some place that we could still have a very nice reception, but not have the minimum costs that some of the on-property Swan and Dolphin restaurants have. I'm a member of a on Facebook of Dis Brides on Disney Bride Diary, and through there, they pointed me in the direction of House of Blues. When I talked to Jamie, who's in charge of receptions and things at House of Blues, she was so helpful. It was in the price range that I was looking for. We still had the option of a private reception site within the House of Blues. There are some other locations inside the House of Blues that are not as private. So it kind of everything lined up with what I was looking for. Okay, and then where did you get your cake? We actually had our cake at the wedding at the Swan and Dolphin. We had that set up through Just Mary. There are several different options that you can use through them for cakes. I had a particular style cake that I was looking for as far as decoration, so I did opt to have a a custom cake done through them. I wanted a a two-layer cake that had all of the buttercream rosettes on it rather than a fondant. I'm not really fond of the way fondant tastes or necessarily looks. So again, I sent photos to my planner of this is what I want through email. She came back with a cost for what it would cost um, to do the, the custom cake. And we just booked directly through them. So after the ceremony, we had cake and sparkling cider at the Swan and Dolphin before we went to the reception. And did they box it up for you to take with, or did you eat the whole thing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, they, they boxed up the top layer for us. The bottom layer was the perfect amount for the amount of guests that we had. We didn't really have any of the bottom layer left. So they boxed it up, and we took it with us. They held all of our stuff at Swan and Dolphin from the reception, our toasting glasses and the cake topper and any of the other details that we had there. And when we were finished with the reception, we took everything back to our room before the dessert party started. Well, that's great that they did that for you. Yes, they were so helpful. So when you were planning, what were the three most important aspects where maybe you focused your time or your budget? The photography was high on my list. I wanted to have beautiful photos that we could display in our house. So that was one of the very first things. Actually, I booked Randy Chapman before I had a venue (laughs) um, or a firm date. I knew we were shooting for 
you know, Friday, May 13th. And that's what I had him pencil us in. And, but he was the very first thing vendor site, anything that I booked. We also wanted to have the 501st, the Star Wars group, either at our wedding or at our reception. So that was something that we had to check into and find a way to make happen. And the other thing that I really wanted was beautiful invitations. Now, I know a lot of people are interested in having the 501st Legion, Stormtroopers, and Darth Vader. What was that like? Because I know for a while they were available on Disney, and then people were being told you couldn't have them there, And but it sounds like you were able to have them. We actually had them at the Swan and Dolphin. Ah. We, I believe, were the last wedding. There may have been one after us that was permitted to have them there. When I went with the House of Blues, we thought we would be able to have them there. And then, you know, downtown Disney changed the policy and they couldn't be there anymore. I checked with my planner at that, at just Mary to see if we would be able to have them there. And she had to check into it, but she found out that at that time we could. So we had them come as surprise guests right after the wedding ceremony that's great. So then those were the areas you splurged, and you talked about how you saved money on your floral and decor and on the reception venue. Were there any other areas where you just put less money or you put less time? I think one of the things that we did that saved us a little bit of money and was very easy to do on my own was the transportation to the House of Blues and then back again. I did that directly through Mirrors Transportation. I set up for three luxury vans to come to the Swan and pick us up and take our whole party to the House of Blues and then come back to the House of Blues and return us to the Swan when we were done. It was less money than if I would have booked something through Just Mary, and it was so easy to do with Mirror's transportation. I mean, it saved us several hundred dollars. Wow, that's great. And then how did it work with the dessert party? Did you just walk into Epcot or did you also take transport? We did not have to take transport. We just walked over to the International Gateway. That was where we met our guide for the evening to take us into the dessert party. Since our dessert party was in the UK at UK Lockside. The International Gateway is perfect to go in through because it's right there. Great. And do you have any tips from your dessert party, like favorite menu items? I'm a big ice cream fan, so I wanted to have the Sunday bar um, with root beer floats. With the dessert party, it's kind of the sky's the limit. If there's something that you want, you can let your planner know and they will get with the chef and get back to you on pricing per person. Um, For us, my son is a type 1 diabetic, so I knew that we couldn't have just straight desserts. So we had soft pretzels and cheese so that he could, you know, have that and still have a little bit of dessert to kind of balance out the sweetness. So that was important for me to find a way that he could still enjoy himself at the dessert party. So we had the ice cream sundae bar with root beer floats. We had the warm 
soft pretzels with cheese. We had cronuts, which is another one of my favorites. Mm. And then to try and kind of stick with our theme, we had a rose-scented panna cotta with red raspberry glitter glaze. Wow. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But that was something that the planner recommended with our theme that she thought might go with our theme. Interesting. Okay. Can you give me a timeline of how your day ran? We started at 8 o'clock in the morning with hair and makeup. I had my hair and makeup done. Um, My daughter and my stepdaughter had their hair and makeup done with me, as did my mom. At 12 o'clock, Randy Chapman came for getting ready photos. He then went over to the Swan and Dolphin at 1230 to do some getting ready photos with my husband and our two boys. He came back and the girls and I did some photos on the boardwalk at one. We got to the Swan and Dolphin at 1.30. Our ceremony was at 2. We did the cake and cider at 2.30. We did some photos after that until we had to leave for transportation at 4 to go to the House of Blues. Our reception started at 4.30. It was done at 6.30. We got back to Swan and Dolphin probably around 7, which left us plenty of time to kind of wander our way over to the International Gateway, where we met our guide for the dessert party at 8 o'clock. At 8.30, we went into the site at UK Lockside, and then Illumination We did 8.30 to 9 o'clock with the desserts. Illumination started at 9, and then we were done about 9.30. That's great. What ended up being your favorite memory of your day? It was really just the, the little moments when we were taking photos after the wedding ceremony was done. Um, it was my husband and I on the boardwalk. We have several photos where, you know, we're just walking and talking and my shoes were hurting my feet. So I had taken them off and he was carrying them for me. And I had no idea that Randy was even taking photos. But those ended up being some of my favorite moments and my favorite photos. We kind of were goofing around in front of the lighthouse over by the yacht club. And he was, you know, we were dancing and he was spinning me around. And Randy was taking photos of that. And those are also some of my favorite photos and memories of the day. That's wonderful. So then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Actually, the cake didn't come out like I expected. My dress was, it's considered coffee colored, so it was um, kind of a light tan. So I didn't want, you know, white, white frosting, so my dress would kind of look, you know, dirty. So I asked them if they could, I sent them photos of the color that I wanted When it came out, it had this very orange undertone to it. And I just was like, oh, that's not what I wanted. And I am very picky. I only wanted a white cake with white buttercream frosting on the inside. When we cut it, it was a white cake, but it had white 
chocolate mousse with fresh cut strawberries for the filling. What? It's like they gave you somebody else's cake. (laughs) Kind of. And I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't what I thought I ordered. But honestly, the cake tasted so amazing. I completely was like, okay, it's fine. (laughs) I, I didn't even mentioned that it wasn't what I thought I was going to get because it was just so amazing. Well, that's great then. I mean, it did work out. So, Oh, that's great. Then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? I was very worried about having a room that my husband and the boys could get ready in. I hadn't realized that Swan and Dolphin had changed their policy and there wasn't a getting ready room as part of the package. Really? So I was very upset about what were we going to do. I had arranged transportation for them because I stayed in a room at the boardwalk with the girls so we would be close, but they stayed at Caribbean Beach where we stayed the rest of the week. So I had scheduled transportation with them going to the Swan and Dolphin and getting ready there. And all of my times were based on that. And then I didn't have a room for them to get ready in. But in the end, our planner pulled some strings or (laughs) I don't know what she did behind the scenes, but they ended up having a room for them to get ready in and it all worked out. It was just me like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? There's no place for them to get ready. Right, yeah. And then we had a couple, my cousin and her children and her husband were supposed to come for the wedding. And the morning before the wedding, she sent me a text message and said that they were not going to be there. So I kind of was upset that they weren't going to be there. And, you know, we were paying for four extra people that weren't going to be there. And that ended up working out okay, too, because two, a couple from the board ended up coming um, and taking their spots, or at least two of their spots. And now we're great friends with them. So that ended up working out, too. It just was some added stress last minute. Right. Yeah. So do you have any tips for anyone considering a swan and dolphin event? If you know what you're looking for or what you want in your wedding day, I mean, when you go on their website, there are a bunch of choices on there that you can just say, yes, I want this, this, and this. But if what you want is not on there, talk to your planner. My planner was so helpful. I must have changed my mind 50 times about what I wanted. She was so patient with me. And anytime I said, well, what if I did this? She would get me a quote for whatever it was I thought that I wanted. Tell me how we could make it happen. Just don't be afraid to talk to your planner and ask her or tell her what you want. They're there to help you. And they will certainly find a way to make things happen as much as they can. That's really great advice. Definitely. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I don't have them posted any place that's available for the public to look at. I have 
some photos on my Instagram and on my Facebook. Okay, well, maybe I can get some of those from you and put them in the slideshow for this post on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Okay, we can do that. Great. Well, Candy, I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in getting married at the Swan and Dolphin, or perhaps having a reception at House of Blues, or even having a dessert party at Epcot. So I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.